Welcome to the Accommodation for Students podcast series, brought to you by our team of student ambassadors. This episode is all about saving money at university. Find out what our student team think are the best money-saving tips and what works for them. It features our new host Sophia, Anna, Rhiannon, Ryan and Annie. Hi everyone, welcome to Accommodation for Students podcast. I'm Sophia, I'm a third year criminology student at the University of Bristol and a social media and marketing executive here at Accommodation for Students. And today we're going to be discussing money saving tips with our team. So before we begin, let's get them to introduce themselves. So Anna, would you like to start? Yeah, um, so my name is Anna. I'm a second year English literature student at the University of Bristol. Um, I'm originally from America, uh, so I'm an international student here, and I'm also on the, I'm a social media and marketing executive with Accommodation for Students. Thank you, Anna. And then we have Rhiannon. Hi, I'm Rhiannon. I'm 21, a recent psychology graduate, and I do like the blogs and a bit of TikTok for Accommodation for Students, um, and I'm currently on a gap year. Thank you. And then we have Ryan. Hello, I'm a third year criminology student. And finally, we have Annie. Hi, um, I'm a fourth year environmental science student. I write a bit for the blog for accommodation for students and I help out on the intercom chat box too. Great, so let's get straight into it. So firstly, when you came to university, were you worried about the cost of it and maybe why or why not? So Anna, would you like to start? Yeah, I think especially as an international student, I was definitely worried about the cost. But even just as students, um, I don't think we really even know what everything cost of living like really entails or what like fits under that umbrella. So we don't even really know what we need to be paying for. And then the stuff that we do know, we don't entirely know the price of it. So I think going into uni, like it's definitely a bit stressful and like a bit worrying because um, you don't really know like what you're going to need in order to live. Um, so, yeah, that was stressful. And then again, like coming from America, I obviously didn't know what the cost of living was going to be like in England. Um, so that was like another worry. And I think you can only do so much research. Like, I think you kind of learn a lot along the way. For sure. Would anyone else like to add to that about their experience? Hi. Um, I remember before I joined uni. So I joined uni pre-COVID pandemic. So compared to now, it was a bit more sunshine and rainbows. But um I remember being quite stressed about um, getting my student loan in in terms of because without that, how was I actually going to move to live at uni, that kind of thing. So it was trying to be really on the ball, missing, not trying to miss all these deadlines that were happening, because like you mentioned, you don't really know all the information and it's all kind of all over the place, kind of hard to find. So it's like constantly, when do I have to fill in this form, you know, so I don't miss out on that loan was quite stressful in terms of that because it just felt like there was so much being thrown at you definitely it's a big step up so let's get into now talking about things like money now that we're at university so how do you tend to budget for each month Rihanna would you like to start yeah so I used to have two bank accounts so every single week I would transfer the money from my main bank account bank account when my student loan was into like a more daily bank account um, and sort of like that was like a method to try and like stop getting overdrawn um, and then I'd spend that money during the week and then the next week I'll obviously send myself more money um, but yeah that tends to be quite a good system for me 
And what about you, Ryan? Sorry, what was the question again? So how do you budget for each month? How do I budget for each month? Well, I try and do my shopping, Aldi, try and save a bit of money there. But with the cost of living going up and trying to live a social life, it's quite hard to budget. And Anna or Annie, do either of you have any other debts? Um, I do what Rhiannon does. I have like two different bank accounts, uh, which is really helpful. So I get paid. I like immediately put money into savings for travel because that's like a really high priority for me. And then I put savings uh, or I put some money aside for rent as well because that's really expensive, especially in Bristol. So I like immediately put money aside for those two things. And then I kind of like split up the rest depending um, between two big accounts. One's like necessities and one's non-necessities. So I can kind of like see how much I'm spending on what and I kind of like know if I'm getting low on my like non-necessity ones that I probably like shouldn't go get bubble tea or something. <laughs> so I kind of just do the like two bank account things. I think that really helps. I also roughly meal plan when I'm going, for example, food shopping. Um, because we, we've all heard that like bit of advice. Don't go food shopping when you're hungry. That can go quite wrong. Um, so I like to have a, a rough plan of say two or three things that I can make with each bit of food I'm buying. So then it helps me not waste the food in terms of it going off too quickly. And then I can stick to like one shop a week and make sure that I'm getting enough to actually last me for, you know, six, seven meals. Yeah, those are all really good tips. I think I'm quite similar. I make a meal plan and a nice shopping list before I go. And I've got multiple bank accounts and I'm trying at the moment to put at least half of what I'm earning each month into savings. But as costs keep going up, it's becoming harder and harder. So talking about saving money, Um, How do you try to save money each month to ensure you can add money into your savings for things like travel or just the future? Um, This is another food one, but in terms of when I'm spending money, just make sure I can, if you can say bulk buy something and freeze it, that's a a really good one. Like looking on the clearance shelf for something that you potentially can get and eat or get and freeze because then you have, well, I, I just say use your freezer because like a big tin of tomatoes for example is cheaper than buying like packs of smaller tomatoes because it and but then you can decant that and freeze it and have like four portions of pasta instead of trying to find single portion things because not a lot of things are sold as a portion for one as well yeah I think that's really good advice and also like kind of going that extra distance for the cheaper stuff um like if it's just like a five minute walk extra to go to somewhere like Tesco instead of co-op like definitely just kind of like do the walk um even if it's for something really little like the other day we were in I think we were in a Tesco um trying to get mozzarella and it was like three pounds for like one thing of mozzarella and we were like that's ridiculous like that's so much money but we knew across the street like at the Sainsbury's it was only one pound so we like finished our shopping in Tesco and then like walked to Sainsbury's to buy the one pound mozzarella instead of the three pound one which I think seems like really silly but then if you like add it all up like it does add up to savings um so I think kind of just like don't be lazy kind of like walk a little bit further if you know you can get it cheaper um and if you have the time like obviously uni's quite busy but yeah Uh, I do that as well but um checking on the website before you actually just go and buy it if you're in a shop like I I was in co-op I think trying to buy milk um and I'm an Aldi down the road and I was thinking this is expensive so I just looked on Aldi's website and it was cheaper I was like that's that I'm just walking to Aldi instead 
Yeah, I used to do something similar as well. I'd do like my main shop in Lidl and like everything that I could get in Lidl, I'd buy in Lidl, then like the branded stuff and like the more like the oils or like the Nutella or whatever, I'd go buy that in Morrison's after. But it saved me so much money. Like my food shop every week was maybe like £17. Okay, great. And with the cost of living crisis that we're currently living in, do you think it's still important for students to go out and socialise? I would say like definitely because like it's such a core part of the university the social experience um and like there's ways you can socialize where you don't have to spend loads of money you know you can go to the pub and you know have one drink um, and you don't need to spend tons of money and like uni is such a cool experience to like miss out on really cool parts of uni because of money like I would never want to look back and regret that um and like uni's so busy and stressful to give yourself that break to socialize like really is what gets you through I think yeah I agree I think if we had to stay inside all day like doing uni work and we never had any like form of enjoyment or socialization I think it would just be really sad I think we'd all get like even more depressed just because I think we really need that and I think I mean it sucks that we have to even consider if that's something we should cut out because of the cost of living going up so much like I think that's really sad um but I do think you should like try to prioritize it like Rhiannon was saying like you don't have to do incredibly expensive things um you could just like find free or cheap things to do or even just like hang out with your flatmates in your living room like you don't even have to go to a pub you could just buy like a bottle of wine or whatever your drink of choice is um but yeah I definitely think you need to socialize still I'd also say if you're at uni, um, like, yeah, socialise. It's just more about adapting what you do when you socialise, for example, like instead of buying 10 drinks when you're out, maybe like have your friends get together at your house and you all say bring a drink and pull together maybe, like what you have to make 10 cocktails because I feel like that's more cheaper than paying £8 a cocktail, say, in a fancy place. But um I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that because I don't buy cocktails myself but from what I've seen my friends buy them I feel like it'd be cheaper to make them sometimes yourself um but other things like just take advantage of the stuff your uni puts on like film nights or like little um say events in the uni like campus pubs that you can enter for only like one or two pounds as opposed to going somewhere like to the theatre if, if anyone goes to the theatre <laughs> And Ryan, you've written blogs about like looking after your mental health and that as well. So do you think that's kind of like one of the most important elements, socialising is really good for your mental health? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I know the the whole financial crisis is all overwhelming and got to be careful and all that. But at the end of the day, you spend your whole life making money. This is one of the only times you can spend it and sort of be careful with it and have a good time at the same time. Yeah, and like I said, we've talked about this like in our blogs and on TikTok and things like that about how important it is just to also take care of yourself. And sometimes you do just have to think like, okay, if I budget enough um, to ensure that I can socialise, but at the same time, there are loads of free things to do in your city or like we discussed, like your university puts on events as well. Like the other week, we had a food fair and everyone went and got a load of free food or like at the moment they're doing one pound soup. So they're really obviously trying to make things inclusive for everyone and make sure people can still get out the house and see one another so going back to saving money again what are some of your favorite websites to use to save money i don't know if i um, use 
Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if I use like websites specifically. I use um, I mean it's like banking, but I use Monzo, which is really helpful because they let you make like little pots for your savings. So I can like make a little like savings for like I said travel, make a little savings for my like rent. Um, so I find that really helpful. I don't know. I don't know like how many websites I use though, like actively or like daily or weekly um, for like the intent of saving money. Yeah, I use, um, sorry, I use um, Honey, like the discount codes when I'm doing online shopping. But, and I also, I still use uni days. I actually renewed it like just before I graduated. So I've got another year on uni days, but I've saved so much money on like, student price for like entrance to loads of different things and i've got my student discount at boots still for another year and like it really really does add up um uh, i was gonna say uni days as well but um things like train line uh getting a rail card those kind of discounts are really useful i think i bought a rail card the first time and within two train journeys i'd made back the entire cost of my rail card so i would really recommend getting a rail card just personally because you save quite a bit yeah obviously I use uni days all the time um student beans as well because the two are quite similar but some have other shops on and things like that the others don't and then another really good website as well is save the students so they like every single day post up a load of deals and you have to also look at it sometimes and be like do I really need that um but for the more kind of relevant things like when a rail card for instance they go on sale and they put them up cheaper going on that website is really useful to find that out or again that's how I found out I think you could get student discount of boots and how it worked so that's another really good website and they're also really active on their social media as well um and they also just post like general tips like when the energy rebate came about that's how I found out about it because it was on their like Instagram page so I think following those sorts of accounts is really useful for students as well so how can students save on their bills or food shop as prices continue to rise? Ryan, would you like to kick us off? Well, in terms of saving on bills, you've got the obvious ones, don't turn the heating on, put on more layers. But that's a lot harder when you live with people that want to turn the heating on. You know, you can't always argue with everyone. But, you know, you can invest in certain things like, like I know some people that have got lanterns and those sort of things instead of using their electricity as a form of lighting those sort of things there's also like the obvious one like don't leave lights turned on um like if you leave a room just like double check that everything's switched off sort of thing um i also used to save a lot of money in my food shops just by like actually planning my meals and like knowing exactly what i was going to buy and then i wasn't tempted by random stuff in the supermarket um because like it's so easy to go about a plan and you just buy loads of stuff like oh this will make a meal but it doesn't make a meal and like you just end up with loads of random ingredients and you're not going to use them all up and you end up with food waste as well. So like just making sure that you plan your meals to a tea uh, would save you so much money. And then obviously buying your stuff at a cheaper supermarket like Aldi, Lidl, Asda or something like that. Yeah, I think like when I was in first year, I didn't have my car with me at uni. So I used to pay, we had like a bus pass and I upgraded it and I used to go on the bus to Asda. It would take like, not even five minutes on the bus, um, but it saved like a 25 minute walk and it would just save me money because the local supermarket was like a tiny Sainsbury's. Um, so that was one way to do it. And obviously now I can have my car at uni and I will just take the extra time out of my day to go and drive to somewhere like Aldi just because it does save 
money in the long run um even with like paying for petrol like in the long run it is saving money and then I think yeah in terms of bills it is just like those little things of not leaving the lights on and you know making sure that you only put the heating on where necessary and kind of having that conversation with the people you're living with about kind of what you want to agree on um again things like showers like not taking really really long showers making sure taps are turned off um because like last year in my house we had a tap that leaked so also it was really important to get that fixed because that was costing us money every time it dripped so yeah it's just the little things and obviously taking advantage of wealth any support that's out there so like the energy rebate at the moment obviously saving people money um but it's just keeping up to date as well with things like that so do you think it's important for students to get a part-time job and why so Anna do you want to kick us off yeah um I think it obviously like definitely depends on your own financial situation as well as what you're studying at uni. I know that some courses can be a lot more intense in, in terms of contact hours um, than other courses. But I think if you can, it's important to like try and get a part time job. Um, obviously, it helps with money, like you get to make money. Um, I think it can also help with other things. though. like it can help build your CV if you can get a job that you find relevant to like what you want to work in after uni um so I think that's really important to try and do that um kind of helps you with budgeting more kind of like learning how to budget if you're making your own money um and I don't know I think I just like being busy as well like personally I enjoy being busy I think if I have a lot of time off I feel just not great in general so I like being busy I like having things to do and having a part-time job definitely like helps with that um but I in general I do think it's important uh if possible for people to try and kind of get a part-time job again I know some courses are a lot more intense or don't really like offer the time um but you know yeah (laughs) I agree with that I think it's nice to to have that element of something to do but I definitely agree that it depends on the, the job you get because for example, during environment, uh, some of my things are like my courses and field trips were not, you know, I, d- I never used to have, say, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. a lecture. It would chop and it would change. And, you know, if the weather was bad, it would just be seven o'clock in the morning. Right. We're not going on this field trip. We'll go tomorrow. Um, so I was really happy when I got a job here because it's, you know, aimed for students and they sort of understand that. So, there are, you know, they allowed me to take on the weekend shifts instead of weekday shifts to accommodate that um and so I thought that was like quite important in terms of it allowed me to be able to balance both but then you also feel a bit more like you have some freedom with how you live at uni because you earn your own money so you can be a bit more responsible for if you want to do something one day it's like yes I earn that money I can do it almost takes away some of that guilt of actually doing things Yeah, I completely agree. Like getting a part-time job if you can, I think is really important. Um, Like, and even if you are really busy with uni, I know a lot of universities offer like jobs on campus where maybe you literally work like one, two or three hour shift a week just to like, just to do something else. I think as well to, to have that academic break where you're purely only thinking about that job is actually really nice and it breaks up uni. And also the extra money is always great. Like I worked throughout like the majority of uni and I don't think I could have afforded to have enjoyed it as much as I did if I wasn't working. Um, 
and you get to meet locals as well so you like really integrate with the city you're in you're like get out of the university bubble uh, make friends with the locals um, you really develop some roots in the city um, and I worked in a lot, of, a lot of nightlife throughout uni as well and the whole scene of like all the people who work in the bars is really fun like everyone will meet up after work for drinks um, and go to a different bar and you really just get to know the city I would totally recommend working during uni if you can um, even just for like 10 hours a week really it's great and Ryan, do you have anything final to add? Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. But I think in terms of getting a job, you sort of have to stay within your lane, stay within your field. If you've got too much uni work, you don't stress too much. But also you have to, you know, it depends on the lifestyle you want to live. If you want to go out and spend all your money, then you've got to be able to afford that sort of lifestyle. But also I think a massive thing is what's, what job you do get. Because I had a job, I worked in Costa and it was absolutely horrible. But then I had another job after that was great. You know, I liked working. So it also depends on the job you get, whether or not you think, you know, working part-time is for you and whether you can handle it. And also your time management comes under a lot of stress as well. Yeah, I think everyone's touched some really good points. And obviously, like, here I work as, like, obviously for accommodation for students, but I also have a job with my university and that's really flexible work. They put up the shifts and you choose when you want to work. And I think particularly if you've got, like, a busier schedule, finding jobs like that, are really useful for people who do just have busy schedules or if you have more contact hours on your course than say your friends finding jobs like that may help so like at the moment I just work for like three hours on a Wednesday afternoon and I just look at it and think well within like that three hours I've paid for say like my gym membership for the month and then I look at the next week and I've paid like two food shops for the month or whatever so sometimes looking at things like that really helps um when I'm like buying something I think of how many hours of work it like equates to so again that really helps and it motivates me to say put in more hours where I can um so yeah I think if you can get a part-time job it is obviously really beneficial and it's just kind of finding the right job for you you might find like working somewhere which does have fixed hours works better for you but like everyone said sometimes it is better to have those kind of flexible jobs particularly if your schedules are changing so before we wrap up, does anyone have any final pieces of advice about saving money as a student? Um, I personally would really recommend like having a proper scout of your university's website for like bursaries, scholarships. There's loads of like really niche ones that you wouldn't think of. Um, and if you're eligible for any, that's like extra money that is really worth having. Like my university had like a minor's bursary. So if anyone in your family had been a minor, you could get um, a scholarship for that or like a bursary. So yeah, just check over your uni and see if there's anything that you're eligible for. I would also say keep an eye on anything your uni is running that you can take, like that you can go to that would be like doing a social, but for really cheap. Um, because my uni in particular they do like student cinema which is uh quite good yesterday they did a q a meet and greet and i got free pizza from that as well as you know q a's um but look at like the little events they're running because it's a nice way to socialize and meet people but also it tends to be a lot cheaper than if you were to go out in town and try and replicate that kind of atmosphere yeah, and I think the final thing I would say is also, even if you're at uni, you're still eligible, but to look at a student bank account, because a lot of the time as well, they'll come with an overdraft. So if you're worried about money or you need 
something extra they are often interest free and sometimes they come with perks so like I got mine with Santander and I got a four-year rail card um, and my brother got his with like one of the other banks and he got like a hundred pounds after he'd done like five transactions and they literally all could have been transactions of 10p if he wanted them to be so it's kind of just looking at the extra benefits that come with those bank accounts and what the overdraft is so like with Santander it's £1,500 but with other banks it could be up to £3,000 so again it's just looking at whether or not having an overdraft is right for you and you know could you afford to then obviously pay it off when you leave university but thank you very much to our student team here today for answering our questions and we really hope you've enjoyed listening and we will see you soon Thanks for listening, and keep an eye out for our next podcast shortly. In the meantime, don't forget to check out www.accommodationforstudents.com for the latest student halls, houses and apartments in your city.